All right, you radical bitches. Um, welcome to a Sunday edition of Black Cats in the Zodiac. It just so happens to be Sunday, and it so happens to be the edition of today's episode that happens to be on a Sunday. One second. Woo! Okay, I am. Um, I'm using a an actual microphone today, and I'm trying to figure where the best place is for. Oh, is it even plugged in? It's not plugged in. One second. <laughs> One second. I'm a silly cat. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yes, you can. I see you. Uh, <laughs> awesome. So, this is, um, I was just saying that this is the Sunday, um, evening now edition of black cats in the zodiac and have i got an episode for you because you know i've been telling you you guys for a while now for those of you who are diehard listeners and listen to things before they were deleted and for those that are new listeners that listen to things um after things were deleted you know that i've been broken up with it was a mutual thing but it was it was a this isn't healthy and um I, uh, we're, we're going to go our separate ways now. And, um, and you know, that's fine. You know, I say it like, it's not fine, but no, it's fine. Um, it's for the absolute best. I agree. Um, probably more than he thinks or than he knows that because like, it's very, cause I wasn't eating cause I was anxious and I was anxious because of a lot of different reasons that I am, um, not necessarily going to delve into here because I've mentioned them before, but I deleted it. But, um, it's, uh, it's funny how, how things turn around because, but this is, today's episode is why you always look at the birth chart. So yes, my dearest viewers, listeners, I wish it was viewers. I was going to, um, go on YouTube, but I decided not to last minute because I had killed the battery on my phone. And so that's why I can't go do YouTube right now. And um, so I'm recording on my my iPad. Um, so for those of you who are like tired of like, oh, she's talking about this breakup again. She's talking about real life stuff again. Gross. Get out of here. I, I'm out of here. Just go ahead and get out of here. It's fine. Have a great day. And whoever you are, I love you. Thank you for attempting to chime in. For those of you, however, who are like, ooh, the juicy bits, she's tying astrology back into this? Fucking let's go, bitch. I've been waiting for this shit. Um, <laughs> have I got one for you? It's going to be a fun one. It was quite therapeutic, I might say. Um, but the this is the reason why you always look at the chart. Why you always, always, always get that birth time, get that birth location, get the fucking birth... Uh, time, location, what else do you need? It's been a while. I'm out of the, I'm out of the game. <laughs> birth, time, location, time and location. Oh, and date, birth date, which I guess is the easiest one. Um, should be the easiest one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, because I did, I was cognizant of it, but I forget you know, when you go through things, you kind of forget how other things used to be. But over the last about two and a half years, I have gone two for two with Virgo stelliums of personal planets. 
and their only difference difference is in their fucking moons and um same rising even and i uh am wondering how much therapy i should really get into but um it it turns out that i i might be fine if if i just talk it through with myself in the mirror every now and then or um do a quick cry on the way home from the bar that was like unsuccessful of talking to anyone because i am a hermit and i just miss having someone to go home with that's that's the fun parts of like breaking up you just it's not that you miss the relationship it's you miss these little niche things like i miss having music played in my house and i miss having someone to go home with that person can fucking leave it's just that act of like going home or looking to someone and be like i'm ready to get out of here are you ready to get out of here and then just like fucking paying the tab and just getting up and leaving it's it's the small things for me it's always been the small things for me but um so those are the little things i miss but uh there's gonna be more i'm sure like there's gonna be definitely be more little small things um they just have not manifested themselves yet because i have not encountered those aspects quite yet by myself you know what i mean um anyway so i did a thing where i like i said remembered that i am two for two virgo stellium champ and uh it was interesting uh, so I decided to compare the two charts versus my own chart to see not necessarily see who the problem was but just to prove because like I, I kept being um one both of these people blamed me for the relationship ending two um the last one was like I think that, or I hate your Sagittarius placements, like blaming my Sagittarius placements for being the problem, because um, I do have it in Mercury and Mars, so there, there's a double, like I think like I act, and so that could be, a, could be an issue if my chart wasn't balanced. <laughs> so, and I can say that knowing now what I've known because I just went through everything. Because you see, I bought this book, it's literally called Astrology, Complete Book of Astrology, by um, Chris Brandt Risk, She's a has an MA, whatever that is, Masters of Astrology, I'm just going to guess, and she said or it's the easy way to learn astrology, so it's dumbed down, um, and it's a Llew Llewellyn's Complete Book of Astrology by Risk. And I bought it in Salem, Massachusetts in 2019 when I went on a trip to Boston with my dearest best ex, my first boyfriend. <laughs> I miss him. I should have married that boy. I'll probably say until I fucking die. Probably should have married that boy. But anyway, you live and you learn. And it's fine. It's fine. It, it will be fine because, like, I'm not dating anymore. But, like, we'll see how the tables turn and the dice is rolled rolled that was a weird one for me anyway let me take a sip all right i have to put this to the side because i don't want to spill it and i'm going to be quite flamboyant with my arm movements coming up here because i have paper to get through 
honorable mention because I had the chart because it's kind of a funny thing. So partner number one and partner number two are one day apart. Same year, same month, one day difference. Therefore, that's why the moon is the only difference. And partner number two has the different moon. Um, partner number two was able to provide me with information for his partner, his ex-partner. So who also happened to be a Capricorn the day born the day before me, the year after me big difference astrologically speaking um not a big difference when when you think of when you want to think about it but astrologically speaking it's a huge difference um looking at our charts they're different I'll post it um I didn't put any names in it besides partner number one, partner number two, partner number two's ex, and then me. So no one can really know who these people are if you are new to the channel. Um, oh, did I lose you? I did. There you are. Um, so uh, there's going to be some honorable mentions of placements for partner number two's ex because um, there's a huge difference between our moons in general and where his majority of his placements are and when i tell you you invited a fucking wrecking ball into your home you invite a fucking wrecking ball into your fucking home and i have not taken any part in that blame because that is nothing to do with my chart <laughs> okay um anyway so let's dive into it so part number one and part number two, it was pretty simple to go into it because like they're only one placement and degrees apart. So um, partner number one, um, they both have Gemini's in their first house. They're both Gemini risings. So they're fun, flirtatious, lively. They're very interested in mostly everything. Um, loves, ment ment or loves to be mentally stimulated, loves those kind of activities. Um, just the not the life of the party because we you know we all know that's Sagittarius but like they are living in that party um and it's good for them um they're fourth or sorry um this is just part number one but it, it, some of the things are still um com comparable to part number two and I tried to not have um no, I've tried to be as from the book as possible so I've just written a lot of things from the book so if you come at me I can point you to exactly where it says in the fucking book so don't come at me um because I didn't make anything up I just wrote what it's that I was like a social studies project I just wrote what was there because I'm a good student um so um Gemini first house uh, fourth house is the Virgo stellium. That's also the IC. And as we all know, that fourth house is the home. So they enjoy being the host. They w love to have a stable, secure home environment. Um, they enjoy working around their house. They could have possibly had a critical parental unit. Um, I know f just from things that were told to me that the first boy um, family was very kind of um scat not scattered but just kind of everywhere it was kind of chaotic um he would escape his house often and he would go play in the woods and so that 
is interesting because and then he also like got out of church because he fucking hates religion um which is something that i apparently go towards i don't like people who are into organized religion apparently but that's just something that i just noticed of myself um but he (laughs) there's a funny story where um he was so tired of going to church all the time that when he was like really young he um intentionally stole money from someone's purse and led a trail of dollars and coins from like the booths in the church to like the bathroom and was caught and he got kicked out of church (laughs) and he never had to go back because his mom kept making him fucking go to church and he fucking hated it and i think that's really a funny story um because like that's that explains that's that's the rebelliousness of it i guess i don't know um and that's could be for both pers- both people um the moon for boy number one um let me think because it's kind of scattered everywhere and i wrote really small so eh. so fam family relationships must most dominate on daily basis um there could be minor upsets with loved ones but they and they may throw you off kilter because you care so much about the situation you want to kind of smooth it over which was something that he said that he did a lot growing up is that like when people were having fights within the family he'd make everybody go into one room and just fucking talk it out and that's actually a cool trait that he did that and i think i really appreciate that virgo moon he took me on the best first date i've ever been on because it was actiony it wasn't like a sit down like at another bar you know at midnight or fucking whatever uh it was midday it was i got to be like my inner katniss everding it was archery and um then we went on a small hike around and then i got a we did get a cider and a pizza and then we walked back to his house and it was it was a solid four or five hour date um it was really fun it was really fun and that's coming out of my um that's like 2021 so it was a really really great date it's a shame that it ended the way it ended it's kind of funny how it ended because like knowing now what he said because I had some, well, no, he, I, I had a feeling that he was lying to me and he was hiding things. And that was like throughout, um, I also like get insecure sometimes, a lot of times. And I'm learning from this stuff that my insecurities are what's killing my, uh, relationships. Um, so I need to work on that, but I don't find security within relationships. So it's like, do I work on it or do I just avoid relationships? But if I need if I need to have a relationship, I'm going to have to work on it. So it's kind of like a, I'll deal with it when I deal with it. I can try to talk to them as much as I possibly can. But like sometimes it just doesn't fucking work out. And so I need to learn how to dip when I need to dip. Anyway, um, where was I? <laughs> so, um... Yeah, so he would say things like, this isn't that big of a deal, like, to things that I would say. And he would be like, this is just a super, such a stupid thing to kind of get hung up on. And I would just be insistent. 
and he never relented and told me what he was hiding but i found out like after we broke up obviously because they always do and it's like that's such a small little insignificant thing why would you even hide that like what's the point of it and because like it's such a small thing that since he hit it it creates a bigger issue and bigger problem and it was it's it's crazy the the problem was that um he was hi he hid from me that he had an Instagram account which is like okay question mark um but now then since you hit it it's like why did you feel the need to hide it and what else is there <laughs> so now it's like I cannot go back and try to attempt to trust you because now I'm just like this isn't good either anyway so um needless to say I understand where he was coming from now because that is such a small thing but I stand with why I left um anyway continuing on uh <laughs> so that so then um and this a lot of this is going to be applicable to this second person but the moon is the, is the different part um mercury um in virgo the emphasis is on the family communication um family and domestic news is the first thing often shared when meeting friends so which is which is funny because like um there was something with the the second boy where like um we had just like well you know like it's it's we had just um met his friends again well we were we were we were showing up at a party and um without prompting he just spills like all this information about his other friend that he's been hanging out with and like he didn't tell me anything about it and i had asked about it and so it's like a it was like a oh, okay this is your new favorite activity <laughs> got it which is good for him you know um just sucked for me but the whole situation kind of sucked for me so it's like mm. um so and then the mars is also in virgo in virgo uh the mars is also in virgo and that's um independence versus security so the choice is and this is all in the fourth house so you can have an independent home and you're able to do whatever you want to do and decorate how you want to decorate versus securities versus like being able to financially support yourself being able to like take care of the things you need to take care of for example um the first boy he moved in with his two best friends that were in a couple because he stated that it was the best relationship that he had seen in his adult life it was healthy it was inspiring and he wanted that so he wanted that close he wanted that um close to him as a role model and then they were also able to like contribute to the house so, like their rent was like four hundred dollars because they were all like living in the same space um and versus the second boy who kind of chose security over everything so like he's unable to do a lot in his space but everything's stable and secure which big sacrifice but like whatever works you know what i mean it's practical um what else is there oh and then 
And then it, it did say that possibly grew up with a controlling parent and with tension filling the home. And I, I would agree for both people. I don't know to what extent, but it sounds like it was kind of crazy, um, which is interesting. Um, and then the Venus is also in Virgo, and that is the home is the prized possession, the ability to like own, decorate, have that stuff for yourself, and have yourself reflected within your home. And familial harmony is vital for their happiness. And I would absolutely agree with that. Because, like I said before, um, they both have had kind of shifty um, childhoods with their home life. Um, the, the one boy, he kind of just, instead of um, being able to escape his home, he, like, just going out and coming back, he just kind of, like, started just fucking living with other people. And that was his new home life, and that was his new way he was brought up he made a new home for himself basically and sometimes that's what you have to do if you don't feel like you're welcome in your own home so just doing that and and then growing up with having to do that only to have to come back to the place that you escaped from i can't imagine how that kind of works on your psyche um and how you kind of feel would feel trapped in that um sixth house they have score uh, they have their um, Pluto and Scorpio, and that just means that it's, it's going to manifest as them being hard workers. They want to finish what they started. They prefers um, solo work, which is funny because they're also good team leaders. Um, they have Pluto in their sixth house, and that increases the chance of layoffs or similar situations due to, like, you know, global changes. Um, but they also gain satisfaction from helping others in their own life. Um, hold on here. Because I had to go back and, um, look into the planets in the sign. So, like a Virgo, Mercury, even though it's in the, um, fourth house, that also means that they're excellent planners, organizers, um, not decision making, um, they're precise with inefficient and then they have the ability to lose observant and, oh, what am I trying to say? Sorry. I like scribbled. Um, excellent planner, organizer, precise, inefficient ability to lose observant Oh, yeah, because they get kind of focused on the small details, so they um, lose the ability to, like, see the bigger picture. But they have superb reasoning. Um, and then the Virgo moon for the first boy, and <laughs> this is also funny. So pride on cleanliness and quiet and routine is their comfort zone. I would say that's absolutely true. So he was an avid weed smoker. He would fucking wake and bake, smoke throughout the day, smoke before bed. Um, I don't know how he did, but he was always fucking high and I just can't, I can't hang. Um, but he cleaned my, so the first time I brought him to my hometown, he was bored, which I'm a boring person. I'm going to be honest. I'm just very like comfy at home. Um, I just don't do very much. Like if I get a day where I can just sit in the silence 
and stare out the window and just think about my thoughts. It's perfect. I love it. It's great. Um, <laughs> doesn't, it's not very entertaining uh, for, for certain, but, um, <laughs> so I brought him home to my home in, in, uh, in Longview when I was lived in Longview and he got bored and he's like, I'm going to smoke this joint and I'm going to clean your apartment and we'll have it done in an hour. And I swear to goodness, he had it fucking done in an hour. Um, and then he sorted through all of my socks and I didn't realize that I had such a huge sock collection, but he sorted through all of my socks socks and they're all matching pairs. I have a picture. I won't share it because I'm not going to share another boy on my social media, but <laughs> unless they're friends and we're not friends. Um, and, uh, I think it was, I think it's hilarious now. Um, and, uh, he would wake up in the morning at four, four fifteen. He'd probably snooze for like five minutes, which I don't understand snoozing for five minutes. That shit is awful. And he, he would snooze for like five minutes, get up. Um, do his routine the same way every day, put pants on, um, jump into them and then like shove his little hands in his pockets to like get the pockets down, uh, put his belt on, um, sh undershirt, regular shirt, um, sweater if it's cold and then shirt over that because he worked in these, um, open air kind of, uh, bays and, um, a hoodie, brush his teeth, smoke a cigarette uh, come back and give me a kiss. I'd be leaving though because like it's not my house um, usually and so I'd go back to my apartment and um, then he'd be off to work unless I was driving him to work because sometimes I would drive him to work but yeah same thing every day very consistent um, god I miss that <laughs> um, and then uh, Mars in Virgo and uh, that manifests as someone that can be um, sensual caring supportive um, unrealistic though um, oh unreal oh sorry that's my that's their Venus so then their Venus um, which I hadn't gotten to quite yet well no I did I did um, and their Venus was also in Virgo and that expects their partner to live up to their high stand high ideals and expectations and it's unrealistic and it's a reason why a lot of people with Virgo and Venus just remain single throughout their lives um so they n have been recommended to let their partners share with the responsibilities of the commitment and not just to shoulder everything on their own but to let their partner actually show them that they can like support the fucking relationship which is kind of a crazy concept for some people i suppose um so yeah so then sixth house scorpio um that manifests as hard worker um hard worker wants to finish what they start prefers solo work but with the Pluto in the sixth house, that's increased chan chance of layoffs or similar situations due to global changes and gain satisfaction through um, helping others in their own life. So, like, they're a good person to have if you need assistance. Um, and then having uh, Scorpio in Pluto, and that just means it's going to be it's a kind of a powerful um, 
will that brings strength and determination to personal and professional endeavors. Um, I also have a Pluto in Scorpio, but it's a different house. But that's how it manifests for just Scorpio, Pluto, just in general, because it's a generational uh, sign. So then we get down to um, seventh house, which is in Sagittarius, retro, not retrograde for both of these people. Um, Oh, the seventh house is like the house of like relationships. So I think it's funny. Um, where does it? Oh, so they seek independence and optimism in long term partnerships with that Sagittarius in their seventh house, which is kind of funny because Sagittarius is the sign of like just get going. There's like room zooming, you know? Just out and about, just killing it, um, living their lives. Um,. So, and then with the Saturn, oh, I skipped over Jupiter. Let's rewind. Because where's Jupiter? It's, okay, that's why I skipped over it. It's in the 11th house, and I'm going houses. All right, that, that makes sense. All right, so they have their Saturn and their Sagittarius. And so that is their lifetime's lesson in relation <laughs> in relationships. Um, you and the partner may need considerate time alone. Um, choose wisely with business partners because they are likely to be long-lived, which makes sense. Um, so you want to be known for your knowledge and expertise can have a positive impact on many can develop a know-it-all personality though that negates that positive impact um honest ethical oh something about high standards calculated risk can take you far uh, strives for a responsible honest conscientious reputation that's the sagittarius and uh Saturn placement um and then we have I'm so happy I have this microphone bro um and then you've got also your the Uranus is in retrograde and Sagittarius and um so with that you attract um new and different or sorry, you're attracted by new and different kind of experiences. Uh, travel and adventure excites you. That's all that is, um, apparently. Um, but you need to be able to maintain your individuality. Um, associated with di divorce and breakups. Ideal mate is also your best friend. Your independence triggers rebellion. So, oh sorry, any attempt to um, subdue your independence will trigger rebellion. And that makes sense. So that's like the um, text me when you get home, or when are you leaving, or where, how was your, or where were you today? What did you do? That could be seen as like someone trying. To, it could also be seen as someone caring for you. Let's be honest. Like that, the non-toxic thing is that someone's just trying to care for you. The toxic thing is if you see it as someone trying to control you, <laughs> and that f therefore triggers your your rebellion and is like um excuse me i uh didn't do anything today 
I'm going to lock you out of your whole fucking, of my whole life because you're asking me too many questions I don't want to answer. And so it's, it's, a, it's a very, it's a healed mindset versus a toxic mindset. And if you're unhealed, you kind of end up being a little bit toxic. Um, and so it's a difficult kind of a situation to do and that to kind of deal with. Um, so that is where therapy would be needed because no one is trying to like, well, I guess if your past relationships have been known to like try to control you based on what you were doing during that day, then I can see that or, or like, um, if, but that's, that's, that's the whole problem with communication really. Um, because like if you're someone who communicates and your partner is someone who communicates so when you say oh yeah I didn't really have anything to do today so yeah and then they ask oh so then what did you do and you're like well nothing but then like you literally have things that you actually did during the day like you went to the store, you went to like the bar, you went to like um, the sandwich shop, you went to like play on the computer, you did all these cool things. Like those are things that are of note and nothing kind like if, if you see, see those things as nothing that like progress your storyline, then sure, nothing's fine. But your partner has to also be on the same wavelength of understanding that that means nothing. Um, if they ask and you literally did things because, like, you can breathe, um, then they just care about your day, bro. <laughs> and they just want to talk to you just to talk to you. And they don't really care if it's mundane. They just care about your day. But if you see that as a threat to your independence, then you've got some issues. Um, I'm not pointing that out to anyone in particular. I feel like I've got pointy there, but like it's nothing in particular that anyone see. I'm not trying to be um biased, I'm trying to do this very unbiased because we're all just people, and this isn't even the juicy stuff because <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out if it was my Sagittarius placements that was the problem between these two relationships. Or if there's something deeper that a therapist can work out. Because it's the whole nature versus nurture kind of a thing. And um, it's interesting how much nurture can fuck us up when we're supposed to be naturally be amazing people. But that's, it's in the chart. If it's in the chart, it's in the chart. Um, moving on. The, the eighth house Capricorn. Um, that means that's financial cost, financially cautious, um, long-term investments are good. So investing in yourself long-term or stock markets, uh, more like, um, homes, like, uh, buying real estate, flipping houses kind of thing. Um, let me look. You have, they have Neptune before that. And I think I also have Neptune and Capricorn. Although my placement there is completely different. Um, so that is values, tradition. Yeah. Values, values, tradition that sees wisdom and flexibility with, ad, with adaptation. 
uh, change for the sake of change can result in some movement. But with these two, these two partners of mine that I have had, um, the way that eighth house Capricorn or sorry eighth house Neptune and Capricorn manifest for them is secretive about personal and joint resources, indicates the indicates the possibility of for deception in partnerships just in general. So. Oops. Did you guys hear me? Um, so I sorry I'm, I'll repeat myself. So the way that manifests the Capricorn eighth house, um, Neptune being in Capricorn in the eighth house is it manifests as secretive about personal and joint resources, and indicates the possibility for deception and partnerships just in general. Meaning, for both of those that um, at least that's how I've seen it and. And these people is that um, the first boy just didn't tell me anything about the money that he had in his account. And he was like always broke, always broke. Like we worked at the same place. I knew how much money he was making. Um, we would get paid the same day. Broke. His bills are way less than mine. Broke. Um, I I don't know what what he did with his money. It didn't. I didn't care about what he did with his money until it was my birthday month and he didn't have a birthday present for me because even though like he had had huge gains in his um money like that he would tell me like um he sold a truck for eight hundred dollars and he did all these a couple other odd jobs and he had experiences where he should have had more money but he and then we we bought or sorry, not we, he asked me for money, actually, so I ended up giving him a hundred dollars, and then he also bought, um, a new hard drive, or something for a new computer that he was, um, gonna make the same month, and then a new, um, resin set to smoke resin, um, and some other things, but not my birthday present. Which anyone who knows me knows that birthdays are really important for me, but it's it's fine, it's cool. I treated myself with him as a tag along, so it's it was great, it was awesome. But then it said the deception part. Where am I? Uh, where is it? Yeah, indicates the possibility for deception in partnerships, and that was either with resources or just in general and i can point you to the fucking thing where it says it and so i'm like oh i see <laughs> this is why you read the fucking chart before you uh, make a decision um because that's something that should have probably been known um whatever uh so that's a neptune we skipped jupiter um i'm going back to jupiter and that is in the 11th house and that's going to be Aries for them so the 11th house that is Jupiter and so um, they're outgoing adventurous the free spirits capable of spreading enthusiasm and good cheer they're gonna have wide uh, friend groups um, so the way that it manifests in the 11th house is welcoming of new people into your circle, taking the lead in group activities, expansive friend group, good fortune comes through their network. Absolutely. That's, I believe that absolutely for both of them. Um, yeah. 
app, especially for that second boy, because like he literally got jobs and a business through just being friends with people. So, like, way to go. Way to go. So, going all the way back to partner number two, their moon was in Leo. And that's in their third house. So, um, it's kind of interesting here. Uh, did I... Hold on, let me go back to my notes because I need to make sure. Cool. Okay, so their Leo moon is in their third house. And so their thoughts and feelings are interwoven with one influence in the other. You think what you feel and you feel what you think. And that is limiting objectively, but heightens your imagination and intuition. Um, deep emotional ties with uh, some family, open-minded and opinionated. Creativity, thoughts, and ideas are expressed with flair. Absolutely agree. Um, but that also means that you need recognition and attention and admiration, especially from those you love. Big ego if you feel that you're not appreciated. So, that explains a lot. That explains a lot. And it's in the book, so don't come at me if you're listening. Um, you're probably not going to come at me at all, though. I already know. Um, I always feel like I'm just like a beta fish. I'm just like, don't come at me. But I'm like, come at me. <laughs> no, it's nothing serious. It's just, this is very, it's very therapeutic. I just was... Like, the whole basis of this was to um, kind of just understand myself more. Because I'm like, this has happened twice now. And I want to know if I'm that big of a nuisance or big of a problem to people. Um, why is this? Why, is this ha why are they blaming me for everything? Two times in a row. Two times in a row. Same exact words. And... I, 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 I tried my hardest and I would have many times where we would try to come to the table and talk through things through and the same things would transpire and it's like, okay, well, I did try a little, I've uh, tried a lot harder for the second one because like, I'm like, why is this happening again? Why? And then I feel like there was a few conversations where we had where he was verbatim said the same thing that partner number one did anyway that's why you don't date people with one sign one one sign away from each other silly me all right so honorable mentions there honorable mentions there um was i was gonna read that moon so um the partner number two the guy who's like your sagittarius placements if I hate them, if they weren't there, we'd probably be having a better time. Um, so really quickly. So his ex-partner has a moon in Sagittarius. That's your emotions. That's how you express things. And then she also had a Venus in Aquarius. Um, and those things are not compatible <laughs> with... Uh, well, I guess the Sag moon might be compatible with the Leo moon. I haven't looked, actually. But um, the Venus in Aquarius is not compatible with a Virgo anything. So, 
that was an interesting but then the, also the mars and cancer so i'll read those three to you just for an honorable mention because of personal planets um okay this is the moon in sagittarius you avoid emotional ties that limit your independence this doesn't mean all people with the sagittarius moon are loners far from it enthusiastic outgoing and popular you're the life of the party always ready for the next social adventure however anyone who attempts to restrict your freedom loving lifestyle is soon a person of the past and thus might choose to remain single idealistic and highly principled you speak the truth as you see it and can be tactless Add a little fluff to soften your message is recommended. Unconcerned with domestic neatness. Unconcerned with domestic neatness. You're content most any you're content most anywhere and see your home as a haven, a place to relax and unwind from your travels. Some people with this lunar influence are reckless risk takers. You invited a fucking wrecking ball into your home. Hmm? you virgo stellium in the fourth house where your home is the most important thing to you but it's my sagittarius placements that you know it's this moon in sagittarius that that's got your problem um goodness and then like the mercury so like it's it's an interesting concept to me because i know that i can say some mean shit and that isn't necessarily my Sagittarius being being in Mercury and my Sagittarius being in Mars that is my Capricorn Sun and Aquarius rising because if you don't say anything about bad about me I can overlook a lot um my Cancer Moon though if you're not respecting me then then it manifests like that but like I always came to the table first. I always came to the table first and tried to work through it. But like I wasn't just saying shit just to say shit. Like until afterwards when things like didn't work out. Um, or I still had feelings about that I knew I couldn't like come back to you and say it. I don't know. I'm just probably throwing pulling myself in or shooting myself in the foot here. But I'll explain later when I go through my chart. Um because it gave me I my chart is more in depth because I know myself and I know more of my chart than I do of their chart because I just can just look that shit up on the internet but I know more of my chart because I have different apps that allow me to dive deeper into different aspects of my chart so I know myself a little bit more um and so and then the was the Venus in Aquarius there um you're friendly but aloof uh distant but interested in people and human nature and your intriguing aura attracts much interest friendship is a constant in your life and your ideal mate is also your best friend your attitude about relationships is undoubtedly unconventional in some way even a mildly possessive mate is not for you you need to be free to explore your own interests. You have a good understanding of finances, but are erratic in spending and saving. Flipping from the urge to splurge to stingy. Strive for more stability in the area. So f just from my understanding of this person, because I have not met them, but just from like the things that I've been told and their chart that uh, aspects that I've been reading, it just seems that um, they needed, because they ended up moving in with the whole family unit and everything and it just seems that 
that was not the appropriate move for them because they weren't good with their money and they were also secretive with their money um which was to their detriment in this it looks like um but uh it's an interesting aspect when you like why would you do that to yourself <laughs> um versus like an aquarius venus versus a virgo venus who virgo's just trying to like fucking do things for you and you're just and just like um do not only just do things for you but also like not necessarily be possessive but like we're together and i'm going to be touchy-feely and she's over here like please don't touch me <laughs> actively moving away <laughs> that sucks <laughs> ouch um all right let's move on to me i said i was gonna like read something else but like of oh, mars and cancer because this is actually not a great placement if you are uh, holding grudges um, feelings are your main motivator, and much of you, what you do has an emotional undertone. So when they're arguing, there's it's an emotional. That's why I got so uh, so out of hand. You thus can get so wrapped up in a project, idea, or re relationship that it's tough to keep your objectivity. So that's reactionary. She's reactionary. yeah let me read it again for the people in the back you um feelings are your main motivator and much of what you do has an emotional undertone you thus can get so wrapped up in a project idea or relationship that is tough to keep your objectivity that results in frustration when things don't go according to plan try to distance yourself a little and aim for periodic reality checks to be sure your perspective is on target and then you can make the most of your persistence to finish what you start family relationships are influential in your life although there could be conflict and difficulties with parents if you're handy mars and cancer can be an oh sorry if you're handy mars and cancer can be an asset for do-it-yourself home improvements if you take safety precautions when working with tools or in the kitchen so she's also somebody that need to have their her own home so yeah we're gonna dive deeper into all that because there's a lot of comparison comparison comparing me with this other person and we are not very much alike at all and that irked me because it's like i am doing my best to maintain civility and you are just treating me as if i'm this past person and I not doing anything that she has been doing. But now since you've been treating me like this person, you're projecting her onto me with how you've been able to react to her. And so now I'm finding mannerisms in myself that are not familiar to me, which I don't know what the psychological fucking word for that is. But someone out there does. Please tell me. Um but yeah so let's get on to me so i am an aqua rising aquarius rising 
Um, where did I write all that down? Saturn on back. Um, so Aqua in my first house. I'm sorry. I don't think I, uh, I, okay, that's my problem. Um, I, uh, hold on. Mars and Aquarius. Oh, wait. There it is. Friendly but aloof individuality defines you. Stubborn, excited by change when it, when it's my idea. That's funny. So, like, yeah, I'm already a challenge. I'm just starting off the fucking plate. I'm just like, you know what? I'm friendly, but I'm aloof. I um, but have my guard up. Um, I like our individuality defines me. I'm my own person. I like to be my own person. Um, stubborn, excited by change when it's my idea. <laughs> However, I do also have my P uh, Pisces in the first house, so I went ahead and put that in there in here. So like my it's intercepted my first house with aquarius being my you know my rising sign but it's also heavily 12th house influenced with saturn being in the 12th house in aquarius so um pisces is intercepted there and that's uh creative intuitive sensitive romantic and views the world with um rose colored glasses someone has once described me as being whimsical and I appreciated it at the time. Um, but then I also have Aries in the bottom half. And that's high energy, extroverted, upbeat personality. Alright, so like, it's already... When I when you meet me, you don't know what you're fucking getting. Which makes perfect sense. That's how I get myself into a lot of trouble, probably. Um, so, I've got Gemini in the fourth. And that's my IC. Um, so that's my home life. So nothing constant about my home life. There was a lot of coming and going, um, uh, relationships with siblings are changeable. Um, so that's that. It's, um, mutable. So I am adaptable. So that's my home life. I can adapt <laughs> versus your home life being like super, um, super important to you your ability to see yourself reflected in your home your ability to show off your home to your friends and your family um i'm just there i'm like yeah this is his house you see it it's nice right i'm not going to damage your fucking home i'm not going to fucking claim that it's mine i'm not going to fuck with your home i'm just happy you have one <laughs> um fifth house cancer moon so the fifth house cancer is sentimental, romantic, investing in emotional self, um, and sorry, investing emotionally in relationships. Um, feelings are easily hurt. Breakups suck. <laughs> they take me a while to get through. Um, they say that I'd want children, but I don't want children. I think that has to do with my na my nurture more than so, more so than my nature. Um, because I didn't have a very great experience growing up. And as soon as I learned that, um, having kids was a fucking choice, I said, no, thank you. Um, so fifth, so then my moon's in cancer and that is deep emotional ties to loved ones can smother, um, 
withdraws when upset withdraws when upset leave me alone when i'm mad i'm trying to withdraw when i'm upset so i don't hurt people moody um what does it say strives for domestic tranquility it wasn't me dog it wasn't me i'm the opposite wasn't me <laughs> just emotionally that's it it wasn't me laughs and cancer laughs and cancer moon oh god um so then um the cancer moon being in that fifth house loves fun or romantic get-togethers um necessary to my emotional well-being me being around my friends um, I love to have an active and fulfilling love life. <laughs> That's it. Wrap it up. That's the podcast. It wasn't me. It wasn't my Sagittarius placements. It was hers. And you're throwing that shit on me. It's fine, though. It's fine. Um so yeah that that's the thing now so then my seventh house because my first house is so intercepted and so heavy with the interceptions um so i have so it's in leo virgo and libra virgo is um intercepted oh little xanders oh my god my foot oh my god um my cat's just on his little cat tree in my room and he's just like doing the whole twitching thing because he's sleeping he's okay he's not having a seizure he's just sleeping all right so it's funny so the seventh house is relationships um leo i have in like the little first part of my uh seventh house and it says it's not in favor of or against commitment <laughs> me literally like i don't really like relationships i hate them but i mean like i guess i can do them <laughs> dead um I love that that's literally in the chart. Um, seventh house in Virgo. Adaptable, drawn to practical people. Uh, Libra. I need a 50-50 partnership. Little things and big things. I need to share equally in connecting with others. Like the chart literally says it wasn't me. <laughs> I feel like shy. It wasn't me. <laughs> um... But we're only halfway through. So, I've got my um, Jupiter in Virgo. And that is emotional depth and sensitivity. Wait, no, sorry. That's not right. I'm um, sorry. Virgo and or Jupiter and Virgo. Work can become the driving force of my life. I overextend myself with work. Um, I'm excellent with details. And I see the bigger picture. You know where the Virgo chart said for either one of those people they said that they um it's easy to get wrapped up in the small details and miss the bigger picture i see the bigger picture so i was the other i was the little missing puzzle piece you know you gotta see the bigger picture to work on the bigger picture the whole project can't be done if only the small details are fucking done you're like missing out on the fucking huge ass blueprint but okay um and this is this is just from the book I'm not fucking making shit up to make myself look good because as 
as we'll see when we get into my Sagittarius, Mars, and Mercury, even with my friends, I tell the three perspectives. I tell my own perspective. I tell the, the other person's perspective that I can guess at. And then I tell the overall objective perspective so that they can get a full scope. I, My friends know every shitty thing that I've ever done. My friends know every hurtful thing that I've ever done. My friends know every practical thing I've ever done, every overreaching thing I've ever done. My friends have no, like, I have no secrets with my friends. That's why they're my friends. That's why they're my covenant. That's why they're my circle. That's why I consider them my counsel. I've given my phone to them so many times to read over just texting threads. You know how when, when some people will, like, screenshot this part of a text thread just to, like, so that they can like be told that they're right with their argument but like only that small section they don't let people get to see like what came up out of it or what was before it or like after it just that little part where they're trying to prove a point no i give my phone to the people in entirety and i say this is where the conversation started like this is i tell them what happened before um this is where the conversation started this is where it's ended what should I send now? Can you reread this message and make sure it's nice? I've said that so many times. Can you reread this message and edit it so it has a nicer tone to it? I'm not the monster that people want me to be. Anyway. Um, one second. I'm scratching my eyeball. It's in the text. There's this TikToker who rereads all of um, Taylor Swift's um, lyrics and just kind of proves her point with like whatever she's trying to prove her point with this time. And she's like, as the text reads, <laughs> it's in the text. <laughs> um, so moving on. Okay, yeah. So Virgo and Jupiter is like other people, other or sorry, other people. My relationships, my relationships with other people are lucky. Um, benefits financially through professional or personal partnerships. About abundant oppor or sorry, attract abundant opportunities. Um, sees the best in people. Multiple long-term relationships attracts people who have been in, in a long-term relationship or marriage. So that's funny too. <laughs> Because, like, I've... Yeah. <laughs> um, so, moving to the ninth house, Scorpio. Um, I'm just trying to see something. No, I'm good. Wait a second. Yeah. Eighth house, Scorpio. Um... Sorry, ninth house, ninth house Scorpio. Um, strong spiritual and ethical beliefs, depth and understanding in any subject. Oh, sorry, I like depth and understanding in any subject. So, I like to have answers and I like to have an understanding. So I will talk some about something till it's I understand it completely. Um. I'm in Venus and Scorpio, so that manifests as emotional depth and sensitivity, hidden behind a mask of mystery protective of those um those they love 
and insecurity can spark possessiveness and jealousy absolutely that's why my my relationships end because i get insecure it does not get better even though i'm like hey guys i'm insecure about this this and that can you help me out instead i've been called stupid <laughs> which was fair i suppose um or the other one just stopped telling me things and just moved on with their lives until like they decided that i was the problem instead of you know like telling me why they didn't want to put any more effort into it or you know breaking up sooner it was just like okay i don't want to do this anymore but i'm going to continue this because for whatever reason and she's the problem it's not me um hurtful but okay um but i get possessive and just and so i've actually apologized um to people because i was mean to them like horribly so horribly mean to them because i was jealous of their relationship their friendship with my then boyfriend and they had nothing they had never really done anything wrong they were just there like if i take it like at surface level they were always inviting me places always like seeing if i was going to be there um just so they can be like oh yeah rachel's here she knows about this thing yay but i was jealous of their friendship because i would never have that with that person because they didn't see me as a friend or someone to be a friend to they saw me as their ex <laughs> and that's wild because i'm not even the same person um never even done anything the same way um so ouch uh it's in the chart um so yeah and like possessiveness is like it's such an easy thing to overcome because it's just like if they just did basic communication and made me feel connected and a part of their lives then that possessiveness and that jealousy melts away so it's literally their own self-fulfilling prophecy of like they don't want the relationship to like go any further it's going to stop doing things like communication is so fucking key in everything and so i don't know it's a weird one um moving on because i only have like it's like 66 minutes so it's like an hour and six and i've got only like an hour 30 before like it'll tell me to like stop recording or something so i've got to go fast um I thought I had more would have more jokes, but I feel like this whole thing was a fucking joke. So there it is. <laughs> um, uh, so the Venus in the ninth house in Scorpio is like education can lead me to potential partners who are above average earners. So rich, rich, um, and that's going to be linked to different cultures, um, or backgrounds and um attracted to of uh, to the arts justice equality and spirituality are prominent themes within my life and i'd agree with that um my pluto is also in venus and that is um a powerful need to know a powerful need to know just want to fucking know shit i don't fucking care about it. i just want to know it like don't make me use the knowledge but just trust me to have it like that's all for example like you tell me that the love of your life is this person you made a friend into a friend i get it you'll never love me as much as this person 
which I'm like, all right, well, I'll never love anyone more than I love my cat. No big deal. Um, shit happens. Life happens. However, do not paint me to be a fucking jealous ass bitch upon meeting her for no reason. Just because you decided to act on your fucking emotions that you've said that you've buried does not mean that I am a jealous person because you decided to jump in front of someone and defend them when they're not being attacked. That's not me. That was on you. I was I was just there. I was more concerned with the talking shit about being at a bar that's a theme. Like get fucking for real. Um goodness. What does hurt is everything that has transpired this summer. But that's still up for debate and I will never know until I know and that's not even something for me to know so it's fine um reactionary oh god <laughs> um get over it I'm, I'm trying <laughs> I don't know I think after this I'm probably I'm probably gonna be over it because it's it's in the chart and as a states, I do love knowledge and I do love a general understanding of things. And this has helped me understand things a lot more than I did previously. And so like after this, I'll probably won't talk about it anymore because like I'm Gucci. So thank you. Um, anyway, uh, Pluto. Powerful need to know is closely linked to morals and sense of justice. <laughs> Which was the rant. Uh, hypocrisy goes against deep-seated beliefs. Power to um, initiate ethical change. Um, have strong religious connections. <laughs> That's funny. Alright, so now we can get to our Sagittarius placements. 10th uh, house Sagittarius. Which I enjoy more and more now. Um, that's just learning and teaching linked to career success. Lucky matters of career. It's in Mars. So that is ethical and highly principled. With strong beliefs about life, people, and the human condition. Um, that guides by every action, apparently. Wants and or... or sorry. An inability to lower standards. Um, luckily, or uh, lucky risk taker, because Jupiter, or, or Sagittarius is a lucky sign. Um, versatile and easygoing about, um, most things. So, that's my Mars. Um, enthusiastic optimism is my, uh, hallmark. I don't know. I want like a professional astrologer to like read this stuff because like I feel like I've taken it out of the book written by a professional astrologer but I didn't get the aspects of things which could like create a challenging kind of aspect towards things but I uh I think it's interesting how different I was portrayed and made to feel than it actually is in the chart and so like i've been waking up with headaches tension headaches and they've become like 
less frequent now, but, um, it's because I was holding all that anxiety in me for fucking months and I was pretending that everything was fine in order to make everyone feel fine, but I wasn't eating and now like I'm barely starting to look like a person again. So yeah, I don't know. It kind of sucks. And uh, I worry about like what people are saying to other people. I'm waiting for people to unfriend me on Facebook and Instagram because like why would you still be my friend being like this or telling people things like that? Um, Like how could you consider yourself my friend when you've done all this damage? Really? Um... And I try to be understanding, being like, okay, well, this is where they're coming from. Because it's nice, you know, and they probably didn't mean to do the things that they did. But, and you know what? It's, you know what? It's fine. Never mind. Never mind. Because I feel like the universe also just plucked me out of a situation and, like, I've got something better coming for me. So it's fine. I won't go into it. Um, then I'm going to go into, so Mars and... The 10th house is very competitive to get go-getter, very motivated by the word no, and a choice between fame and it's, oh, sorry, and it's not really a choice between fame, or sorry, it's, the, the wording is weird, because with that Mars being in the 10th house, being in your MC, your um, midheaven, it's career, so they're saying basically it's a choice between fame and infamy. How good do you want it to be? How long do you want your live your name to live on? Um, sorry for like the fucking detracting. It's just interesting concepts that you find in charts when like shit hit the fan, and you don't necessarily understand why this is happening because you'll never be understood by the other person because they've made up their mind already, and you are the problem. I just don't like being the blame for things. Like if you hadn't been like you're the blame for everything, I would have been fine. I'm like okay, well. Don't drag it on. Let's just end this. But I was nice and I decided to let them make the decision when I shouldn't have. But it's fine. It's good. I'm good. Like, you don't sound like you're good. I'm good, I swear. Um, sorry. So then with the Mercury being in the 10th house, that's education is a career door opener. Um, challenging to define the career because there's a lot of interest um, to careers when you pursue at once. I it favors politics, uh, writers and speakers. So, writers and speakers is probably what I'm going to end up with there. Um, but that Mercury being in Sagittarius is the pursuit of knowledge and understanding is a guiding force in my life, which I just fucking said basically. Ethics are a vital part of decision making. Um, tells truth plain and simple as you see it, and optimism is a strength. And so I try my best. I'm just over here fucking trying my best. And people are slacking. Um, moving on to my 11th house of Capricorn. Um, that's friends of all ages. Close friendships can last a lifetime. Um, I have my Uranus there. And that just means that I'm a team player, a joiner, socializing with acquaintances or chosen friend or close friends sorry um i can lead groups i'm innovative with imaginative 
innovative with imaginative yet realistic ideas. Um, that also means that I'm, I'm, but the Uranus being in cap, sorry. Um, it's ambitious, aware of how to use patience and practicality to reach goals, excels at finding logical and innovative solutions. Um, then my Neptune is also in the 11th house and that is um, telling me to be a dreamer and a doer not just a wishful thinker so actually follow through um, I can be ideal idealistic regarding friends seeing what I want to see rather than what's in front of me their human their human failings um, and then my Neptune being in cap it's I value and appreciate tradition but I see wisdom Inflex, but I have wisdom, or sorry, I seize wisdom and flexibility with ad with adaptation. Change for the sake of change can result in disillusionment. Um, I think that's going to be the same for, yeah, for all three of us because we all have the same Capricorn placement. Um, and then we all have the same Scorpio and Pluto, and that's a powerful will brings strength and determination to personal and to personal and professional endeavors. Um but oh yeah then my son is also my 11th house and so i take friendships seriously my friends come from all walks of life networking comes easy more goal oriented than people would think um and then and i over schedule myself so i'm just always fucking like let's do things and then my aquarius is my 12th house also like i said before and i rely on friends for emotional support to potentially um time degree so like i'm just like can you please support me so like that's where my insecurities come from i need my friends to always have my back um that's why i'm probably so honest with them because i need them to be also like um my people that can go to to judge me fairly and so that's why i'm like this is the where i fucked up can you help me unfuck myself um which your friends should be able to be give you an honest rapport every time and that's why i value um loyal of i'm sorry so i'm loyal and willing to go out of my way to help so yeah and so my saturn is also in my 12th house and that is very karmic um saturn in a queer sorry saturn in the 12th house is working towards the greater good service and responsible committed sorry service and responsible committed work ethic belief on of having secret enemies so i just believe that everyone hates me sometimes everyone doesn't hate me everyone loves me most most times but i just believe that everyone hates me um i need to stop that so i'm working on it and um it's about the right action and understanding your motivations and ambitions and so i do my best to act in the correct way that's ethical like i see things in black and white but i try to like find the gray because it needs to be found um so my saturn being aquarius is means that my ideas are unique they're a combination of unique um and tradition traditional with practical and objective and partial viewpoints um intellectual approach to problems intellectual approach to problems um tunnel vision can accompany stubbornness takes friendships seriously but aloof with uh, acquaintances so i don't know reactionary doesn't go in there um emotional could possibly but i also believe that 
um, those things that was said about being reactionary, those were also um, once in a build-up kind of times. So I'm not going to go into it because like I've gone into it before and it doesn't really lead to anything. But I just wanted to highlight the differences in the moon, the Sagittarius versus the fucking Cancer because I'm over here trying to like have a peaceful home and then she's over there like fucking wrecking ball <laughs> bullshit and um, I'm over there like just please tell me things and that makes me feel closer to you because I just want to be a part of your life. Um, I'm not trying to be like possessive and weird. I just like to know things so that I feel like I'm a part of your life so you can go off and do your shit because I want to be left alone also. Just text me and it's fine. And uh, she's over there like, sometimes you're my partner, just don't touch me. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I didn't do anything. And I am just reveling in the chart because like a, a lot can be said when it comes to nurture versus nature and I feel like I think I've said it in my first beginning episodes that astrology to me is that link to uh, nature and psychology for me is that link to nurture and so I understand a lot of my triggers are emotional based obviously they're emotional triggers and that's based from my home life as a kid and then my traumatic experiences as an adult in relationships and figuring out how to like heal those aspects of myself so that I can be a better person. And that's the psychology of it, and that's everyone. And so I think that's my coffin and I'm laying this shit to rest. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have a great and amazing fucking week. I love all of you. And this was a really fun one for me. Um, have a great... Oh, wait. Also, I want some honorable mentions there because, like, the nodes are doing nody things. So, and there's a, it's a challenging time for these boys because... Um, so, first of all, Saturn is in Pisces right now. And I think I think it might be retrograde or coming to be retrograde in Pisces. And um, so that is opposite their sun. The little stelliums that they have there. Um, that their sun, um, moon for the one boy, Mercury, Venus, Mars. Um, and so they're having challenging aspects with that. But that's just really like they're both really kind of just going into their creative spaces. It feels like and living their dreams which is great and i'm happy for them um but then the aries node they both have their nodes and their north nodes and aries and so they're i'm proud of them for they um I'm proud of them for taking charge of their lives and living their delusions with their um what the, what they wanted to wanted to do i haven't stalked the first person but i He's probably has a house now in Michigan because that's all he would ever talk about or like making a bus and just traveling the fucking country, which is similar to what the second boy wanted to do because like they're the same fucking person. Um, 
similar similar people i can't really say the same because i don't like to be fucking called the same either but like they're a lot more similar than i am to his ex-wife so that's even funnier but yeah this has gone kind of long um thank you for listening i appreciate you and have a wonderful week drink your water take your medication take your vitamins move your body get it going um and enjoy your time on earth